Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Welcome to the session, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Justin Crosley. I'm your host today, and I am on the road for the first time in uh, a long time. Um, I'm taking the show on the road down to San Diego. It's my Brewing Network on the road series. The session heads to HomebrewCon in San Diego, which I'm super excited about, uh, that it's back in San Diego, for example, because it's my state, and I can get to it, and I can drive my RV there. But also because our old friend, everybody's old friend, Beardy is back on the show with me. Hi, Justin. Hi, Beardy. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. I uh, pried you away from your wife and baby, um, which I probably shouldn't have done. Well, I mean, now that Annabelle is one, yeah. uh, Candy has started looking for babysitters, and so she called you. <laughs> and so now I'm glad that, that <laughs> she gets you. some rest. <laughs> right. Yeah, now that your kid's all grown up and one. Yeah. Um, With a lot of opinions and emotions. Right. That I don't understand. It's great. Yeah, as babies do. <laughs> well, I'm happy to have you. We are on a uh, six-stop tour, I think it is, uh, from Northern California down to, like I said, San Diego. Um, and along the way, we're going to stop at, at several different breweries. And our first one, we're actually, we're getting two breweries in one. But we're, we're at my good friend uh, Brendan's Brewery, Liquid Gravity, in uh, San Luis Obispo. Uh, Brendan, thanks for having us. Of course. Yeah. Anytime, Justin. I know. That's why I always come here. Plus, uh, <laughs> plus my RV fits up. Yeah, front. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I tried to look for other ones, but it wouldn't fit anywhere. <laughs> so I was like, ah, Brendan will have me. And by any time, you're good for another week. Right. Well, maybe not any time. Okay. But tonight for sure. Okay, cool. Because yeah. I did already run an extension cord across the street <laughs> to the <laughs> Of course you did. <laughs> yeah, to, yeah, Off right. my neighbor's lot, hopefully. <laughs> Yeah, Brendan Goff, uh, as you know from the show and from such accolades as uh, Pill from the Crypt winning medals um, in the World Beer Cup or GABF or both, I forget. Uh, so both, yeah. It got, is both, right? Yeah, we went, uh, we got a bronze in American Pale Ale uh, at GABF last year and just got a silver at World. Amazing. Nice. So pretty awesome. Yeah. And it's my favorite Pale Ale. It is not just because yeah. you're my friend, but you know that. 
Um, every time I come here, I steal a keg, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I steal it from my own tap room too. If it's if there's extra, I'm taking the, that home with me. Yeah, it's uh, certainly a, a style that's you know near and dear to my heart. And I think when I was home brewing, it was probably half of the batches I made were American Pale Ale. It was really something that I worked on cinching down as a, as a home brewer, and um, you know now as a professional brewer, something that uh, I've had some success with in competition, and uh, it's it's really that same beer that's kind of just morphed and you know from different breweries it's uh you know the recipes changed a little bit to kind of match the system but yeah um but yeah the the spirit of that beer is sort of remains the same from from when it was my homebrew sure back in the day well you even have like i, I think i saw like a douchey license plate frame <laughs> on your truck out there too i is didn't that, put that on what i don't what does it say though i don't know I don't <laughs> i'm pretty sure it says i'm the king of pale ale or something like that so I was unloading beer in Orchid the other day, and I flipped up my tailgate, and I have San Francisco Giants plate tags that my, you know. I saw that on the front, yeah. Yeah, and I and I flipped up the tailgate, and I looked down, I was like, what the, what the fuck is that? <laughs> it said, king of the pale ale. And I'm like, I mean, listen, you ain't wrong, okay? I'm just saying, I didn't put <laughs> yeah. yeah. The whole neighborhood yeah. doesn't yeah. need to know about it. So I got back home, and uh uh uh, this guy who, a uh, friend of mine who lit, rents the front unit of our duplex, uh, runs Bottlecraft uh, here in Slow, nice. Sean. Um, he's like, oh, you saw it. He's like, I thought it'd take you at least a week. Uh, so, yeah. That's funny. So you took it back off, put your Giants back on? Uh, I'm Yes, I'm going to. Yes. You care's the thing. It is funny. It is funny. It is funny, but it's only funny if you can explain that your friend did it to you right. without you knowing. It's much less funny if you're the guy that put that on your own truck. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Or you get pulled over. Yeah. Not funny. Yeah. Also yeah. true. That's bad. Yeah, that's also like true. putting the pot leaf in your back window. Yeah. Well, I guess that doesn't matter anymore, but it used to. <laughs> Also with us today, Max Montgomery from There Does Not Exist, uh, also here in Slow, right? I'm here. Yeah, we're uh, the breweries probably as the crow flies or shit, I don't know, three quarters of a mile away or something like that, if oh. that. So yeah, I'm here. Happy to be here. So Max, uh, uh, I wanted to have you guys here together because I knew how, how close you were and, and, and because I like the whole brewing scene here. Um, so I just thought it'd be fun to have uh, Brendan on and, and to talk with you with us, but Oh, yeah. I also met you uh, before you were a professional brewer. You were yeah. uh, Matt Brinelson's, uh from Firestone, of course. You were his neighbor, basically, Correct. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I That's think I was cool. visiting once, and I met you then. I think it was at his wedding, maybe. Okay, okay. Did we sit at the same table? Probably, and hung out there. Oh, yeah, he some... put all the degenerates at one table. Exactly, yeah. yeah. That, we knew which table we were <laughs> yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, put them on the other side of that wall. That's right, there. yeah. To MC his wedding? <laughs> he didn't ask. I'm actually surprised he even let me come. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I didn't MC it, though. <laughs> but uh, you you were some sort of gnarly homebrewer at the time, too. Didn't he find you because he just he saw your garage one day and wanted to know what the hell was happening? Yeah, sort of. Sort of yeah. So I was really into homebrewing. Me and Brendan, that's kind of how we met, um, was through homebrewing when Brendan was working at the homebrew shop. And yeah, I just, it was like, um, like a lot of people say it was the perfect cross section of art and science and it just struck a chord with me. So I got really into it and Matt at some point, I, of course I knew who Matt was. He had no idea who I was. My neighbor actually said, Hey, do you know that some guy from Firestone, he'd see me out there brewing and he's like, you know, some guy from Firestone owns a house next door to you. Oh, right. oh I, I like, know. Oh, really? That's cool. <laughs> I didn't know that. I'll have to keep an eye peeled. Yeah. And then 
couple of days later, I'm like out in the garage, you know, brewing, and like I see Brindleton drive by. I'm like, no fucking way. <laughs> Some <laughs> guy from Firestone. Like, oh, and he like kind of looked over and saw me, and I'm like, okay, well, whoa, you know, crazy. Yeah. yeah. And then he comes walking up a couple minutes later, and uh, we started talking about brewing and, of course, about being neighbors and whatnot. Sure. And then he, um, he stuck it out all day and brewed with me the entire, no the entire day. Yeah, yeah. That's Very, the most nerve wracking homebrew I've ever made. <laughs> as you can imagine. Every step you're like, Brindleton yeah. shows up. Am I right. doing this right? Yeah. yeah I'd like, That's you know, funny. funny. I've been doing it a long time and like, it was like, uh, is this okay? Yeah. yeah. Every time, how, how would you do this? You know? But it was, the funniest part about it, like looking back now, is he, you know, he's such an inquisitive dude that he, he was way more interested in what I was doing. Right. Because yeah. I think he was just like, what's, you know, like what's, you know, homebrewers are always on like kind of the forefront of stuff because of the economy of scale of making beer in small batches. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. so he was like, wait, what are you stirring the whirlpool like that? You know, like stuff like that. And he was like, Oh, interesting. And I'm thinking like, Oh, this guy thinks I'm an idiot. I'm going to interject here because what probably caught his eye is the dopest homebrew rig I've ever seen in my entire life. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like what was know. it? Just like, I think it, it went through many iterations over the years, but I think at that time it was one of the more beer homebrew kits, I think. Okay. That I was had it? bought. I think you so. had the one barrel, like, you know, uh flat system had the yeah. pumps and the one barrel. Yeah. Was that sounds like a more, beer. was it, was it a, was that conical jacketed? Uh, no, 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 but it oh, went, you it put went it in, in the a fridge. fridge. Okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I had like a, I can't remember what they call those now, but um, yeah, you put it in an upright freezer to control temp. Yeah. So you're doing everything yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it looks yeah, yeah. like they, it kind of looks like a brewery. So it looks like a little brewery. Yeah. 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 We had like barrels in the garage. I had basically like, commandeered the entire garage of my house <laughs> into a brewery. We yeah. like, there right. was like sour beer projects. There were some bourbon barrels in there. It was like getting... So that's, uh, what kept Matt, that's what caught Matt's eye. Yeah, if he like had rolled by here, my yeah. house and saw the igloo cooler on a ladder, you know... <laughs> you were like, <laughs> yeah. this yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's... Um, Did you think you were going to be a pro brewer at that time or was it truly just a hobby? It was just a hobby, but I think the seed had been planted enough that I was like, you know, I guess, I guess I was just kind of struggling with like, I would love to be a pro brewer, but how do I even, you know, like, I think a lot of people feel the same way. It's like, how do you even make that next step kind of thing? Yeah. Well, first you move in next to Matt Brunson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So step I looked one. at every person yeah. that was yeah. right. yeah. slow and I bought right next to yeah. it. No, I'm just kidding. And then you're like, oh, is that Matt? I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's, what, that's why my question is, how long did you wait before bumping into him? He again. bumped into me. So that's what was so funny about well, it. Again. Like, oh, so, well, it was, it was funny because he's, uh, it's actually his girlfriend at the time, which is crazy to think about now. Cause I've known him forever, but, um, his, his girlfriend at the time is now wife, Allison. Um, you know, I think we, he came over and brewed and we kind of hit it off. We had like similar taste in music. Also, we found out, um, you look like you have his taste in music. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. We probably like, oh, you bent that fish show. I was like, dude, I was there too. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we just kind of, yeah, but we kind of hit it off brewing. And I think we made plans maybe to, to barbecue or something like the next weekend, or hmm. maybe this was on like a Friday and something or other. And um, then um, my girlfriend at the time, Paige, and uh, his girlfriend, they hit it off. So it was kind of like, it just became really easy to be neighbors because we, me and Matt had a lot to talk about, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was just, it was actually like, those are some of the fondest years of like, I don't know if you guys have ever had like a really cool neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. Like 
there's almost nothing more rad than that. <laughs> just oh, your friends right there all the time. Yeah, I haven't had that since I was in the fifth grade. I think because I had a really cool neighbor there. He's my best friend. My neighbor has a super cool neighbor, actually. Really? Yeah. Your neighbor has a cool neighbor. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it's like for him, but I imagine it's amazing. <laughs> it must yeah. be great. He's yeah. real lucky. <laughs> Yeah, but didn't you end up going to work for Matt at some point too? Yeah, so so that was kind of how the whole thing evolved, I guess. So I okay. was like, how do I make my way into this? And I think, you know, over probably a couple late nights and a lot of beers, I kind of confided in him that I, um, I was like, oh, you know, I kind of want to do this. I just don't really know how. And and being, I always like laugh at this story now because being the guy that Matt is. Uh, I think I maybe dropped like the, I'm thinking about going to the Siebel thing. And he was like, I want to Siebel too. Yeah, yeah. You know, if I can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> Come to find out that's totally fucking bullshit. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's like a savant. You know? yeah, so, yeah. But at the time it was like exactly what I needed to hear to go like, well, you know, yeah. if any, if he can do it, anybody can do it. That's right. You know, I'm signing up. Yeah. <laughs> sounded good. He's a yeah. hop yeah. chemist before. He really, probably got right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's, got, he's an organic chemist, you know, it's <laughs> right. like, come on, dude. I was like. He also gets a commission from Siebel. Every yeah. time he says that, to right. Right. yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, anyways, the the pep talk was what I needed to get uh, just to, I guess, make the jump, as some some would say. And uh, what were you doing? What was your job at the time? I did. I was kind of like a graphic designer, so I did graphic design and then uh, motion graphics and videos for websites. Okay, yeah. So, so do you do the graphic design on your on your products now? You I don't. Now? I don't draw the art, okay. but I assemble everything we've ever done in terms of like the design and the layout and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You do. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna come back to that later. Sure, we're gonna yeah. talk about the the pluses and the minuses of the, your amazing cans. Okay, as a retail uh, establishment, <laughs> right? Is <laughs> what we're gonna do. You get the impulse buy, and then people are like, "This beer sucks." No, not at all. <laughs> no, I know, I know where you're going with this. I think you do. I, I think I, you probably do. It's uh, it's actually it's totally. We'll, we'll get to it. Uh, okay, so you go to Siebel. Yeah, yeah. Go to Siebel. Go to Doman's Academy in Germany. Um, I did the. I think what. I think it's called the Master Brewers program okay. um, through Siebel. So you, it was half time in Chicago, half uh, outside of Munich. Okay. And then I came back and I didn't really know, like it wasn't an, um, it wasn't like a spoken thing. Like I get to work at Firestone when I get back or anything like that. It was okay. like, yeah. I kind of had the assumption like, oh, I'll move back and maybe Matt can help find me a job wherever the job is kind of thing. I had, sure. I had intention of like, you know, I'll move where the job takes me. Did you like sit on your porch waiting for Matt to come home when you got back? Just, you know, so he'd know you were back. I, maybe, I think I like got back and then like gave it a day and then called him and he didn't answer. And I was like, oh God, this guy, the bait and switch. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Got um, his commission and you not answered. You should totally go to Seawall. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Totally. Did you Change break? number. Yeah. Did you Actually, I, I, now that I'm really, it's been a long time since I thought about this, but now that I'm thinking about it, uh, I think at one time he was like, how much does Siebel cost? And he's like, oh, I can teach him my garage. We could set up a little classroom. I'll do it for half price oh or something like that. I'm like, yeah. nah, 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 nah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I got back and and uh, I think just like the planets aligned to where probably, unfortunately, they either had to lay someone off or someone left or something. So sure. this position opened up at Firestone. It wasn't actually a brewing position. It was sort of like a warehousing admin type thing. So originally i i started work doing that and then like i think i worked there for two weeks doing that and then i just moved into the brewery and started in the cellar um learning under jason pond in the okay, cellar nice yeah. yeah that's not a bad start yeah yeah it was cool i mean that was like you know brendan can speak a lot to this too like that that era of firestone 
in my mind at least, and probably because I lived through it, was the it was the gold standard. I mean, it's like we 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 were working there through this crazy exponential growth, multiple expansions of of brewing equipment and brewing equipment technology. So you kind of like you got to learn grassroots, like on a essentially manual brewery. Yep. And then by you, the, when you started, it was still the JV uh, fifty, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, manual. I mean, yeah. essentially pneumatic valve, but yeah, yeah. Um, manual. Yeah, a couple of pneumatic valves to like open the work pathway. <laughs> yeah, but you were up but it was, the stairs a million times, like yeah. When you're mashing in, is like you know, butterfly valve cracked it. You know, <laughs> wow. forty five degrees yeah. to control how much hot water was going in and what the temperature was. And, right. Yeah. 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 So really, and, like and it, it was like. Uh, it was shocking because in Siebel, they just teach you like all the like new hot technology shit, you know? So then it was like, we were going like, this place is making at that time. I mean, it was a lot of beer, but like for not for a fire show, I think it was like, we're making like 120,000 barrels of beer a year. And I'm like, what do you mean? I got to put this thing at a 33 yeah. degree. Yeah. Angle. Like, yeah. Doesn't yeah. sound very precise. It seems like yeah. we're past a little this blend, by now. A little yeah. gate valve blending for cold. There's no, I think the, they were both butterflies. I think. Yeah. Which is wow. even trickier. Totally crazy to think about now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but, but I had a great, great place to learn. You're saying because you got the whole spectrum at that time. Oh, it was perfect. It was like learn on the manual system and learn the theory, right? Okay. And yeah. then by the time by the time I left, it was fully automated, 250 barrel brew house right. with 1500 barrel fermenters. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it was like, yeah. So it, and it was also like the perfect training ground, I think, for brewers at the time. After I had been there for a few years, it was like new guys starting. I'm like, all right train you up in the manual cellar. This is when I was in the cellar heavy. So I was like, I'll train you up in the manual cellar and then we'll kind of step our way through. So yeah, we had a, a full manual, the original cellar that when the, that facility was built was full manual. And then I think the second phase was, um, it wasn't automation, but there was a pipe fence, um, with, with swing links. So you weren't dragging hose out there and everything. And then the, the final expansion at that time of the cellar was full automation with automated valve block and everything. So you like didn't have to, you didn't have to walk to the tank when you were knocking out to it. It did calculated every, every gallon of beer in the line or water, push water in the line at that time. And it would just automatically cut to the tanks. Just and, everything. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, you didn't have to walk brewed on that system at least <laughs> yeah. twice. So yeah. Like, yeah. 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 We get it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I All brewed the on the and manual and the automated. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I, I remember when it was switching when we switched from the the old manual brew house to the to the automated one, and you know I I, I always remember like mashing in it was like I'm gonna hit that mash temp like you know right on <laughs> right on the button and I watched this automated system come in and like it's off by like a half a degree oh yeah, yeah. Totally. I'm like come on bro the robots can't do get it get your yeah. stuff yeah. together <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> All the good brewers lost sleep over the manual system. Yeah. And like if you, you know, no offense, but not to throw shade, I guess, but <laughs> yeah. if, you, if, you, if you came into a, a 250 barrel automated brewery, like you're not learning anything. You're, you're, right. Yeah. 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 That makes you sense. You don't know the pain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You got to go through it. Yeah. Got to. Yeah. All right. Before we go further, we've got one of Liquid Gravity's beers in our glass, which I believe is called Fodello. Yeah, tell or, us about this beer. Or Fox Dello, uh, if you're ordering it at our bar. Okay. <laughs> that seems that seems to be what I hear a lot. <laughs> is it, okay. is it F-A-U-X. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, D-E-L-O. right. D-E-L-O. I'll have the Fox Dello. Yes. All, like, more than Fodello. <laughs> yeah. We get that. That's amazing. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a Mexican lager. Uh, got a little bit of flaked maize in there. Um, Mexican What's lager. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Is that it's like, like a, It's yeah. like a labyrinth. Oh yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, I've been in one of those. Uh, time, just yeah. less fancy, you know, right. word. A bit more flaky. Uh, yeah. But yeah, a little more. It's like a flaky labyrinth. <laughs> okay, basically, yeah, yeah. it's very seasonal. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, Mexican lager yeast uh, from BSI. Um, 
I, you know, I really, I'd like to try like this recipe with, cause Augustiner is kind of our house lager yeast. Okay. Um, you know, when we kind of had the concept for this beer and it's, you know, the label has, a, um, it, it, it is inspired by the Modelo label. Uh, Modelo has like the, the lions on the side, you know, and it's like in gold and blue. And so we kind of did green, but ours has like cats instead of lions. Nice. Uh, <laughs> it has a little silhouette of the cats. Yeah. Um, but I'd be, be, be interesting to try this with that Augustiner yeast because I do feel like the Mexican lager yeast does have more, um, like, uh, contribution. Uh, it does, you know, I don't, I, and I don't know if it's necessarily an ester thing or it might be a little bit of that corn kind of playing with, uh, some of the, the sulfur, the type of sulfur, sulfur that this yeast puts off. But I think the Augustiner yeast is cleaner to mm -hmm. me. Um, but to me, I mean, we were really going for that, you know, kind of signature Mexican lager characteristic. But uh, I don't know that I've ever had a fresh Modelo. Yeah. You yeah. know, I think by the time it gets here, like I have this next to that. I'm like, oh, my God. Like it, ours just tastes, it tastes fresh and, sure. you know, more vibrant. And um, by the time most of those beers get over here from, you know, all those mass produced Mexican lagers, by the time they get here, uh, they're pretty roached out. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to say what the carrot, like the authentic character is. Sure. Know? But I'd like to take that kind of Mexican lager grain bill and actually just use our, uh, our kind of house lager use and see what it does. Try it out. You yeah. have your own brewery. Yeah. Oh shit. I should do that. <laughs> That's a great idea. I love you, this beer. You could Let's also write off a trip to Puerto Rico or somewhere. And <laughs> that just to yeah, taste see? pressure. I like this guy. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was go. in my, uh, Siebel class, there was like, 10 dudes from Grupo Modelo. Oh, really? really? Yeah. And I it mean, was like, probably the smartest dude. Like, there was no reason they even needed to be there, which was kind of funny. But, yeah. um, yeah. They, there was like, it, I always laugh because at the, the little beer stube thing that they have for after school, after class, I guess, at, at Seawall, they have all this bitching beer. It's like, because they have all these hookups, right? So, all these teachers that come in. So, and when we had like, all kinds of cool Goose Island beers at the time. There was like zombie dust on draft and those guys shipped in Modelo. Really? And they, they would only drink that after class. Really? Wow. Yeah, it was like company man, you know It was also all paid for by Modelo. Totally, like their, yeah. their classes, huh? right? Like you had to pay That's for fair. their class. Yeah. You know, so yeah. They, 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 they were drinking Modelo. Would yeah. they, <laughs> they wouldn't touch anything else. No. No, we offered them like I was like, oh, you gotta try this crazy IPA, you know? Like they're like, no, we're good. Uh, they really? they, had, they had some yeah. zombie dust back at the hotel rooms, yeah, like, where something. there were no cameras, you know? Yeah. yeah, they were probably like driving every weekend out to Three Floyds and just like getting a wicked out there, you know? Right? Yeah, amazing. All right, let's do this. Uh, I think it's a good time to take a break, um, and then we're gonna get some of there does not exist in our glass, and we'll find out a little bit more about uh, where you went after Firestone. And about your beer. Hang in there. You're listening to the session on the road, the summer series with Beardy, the world famous Beardy. <laughs> world famous. You heard it here first, folks. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to the session. We are hanging out at Liquid Gravity Brewing Company, and we're talking to There Does Not Exist Brewing. <laughs> Max Montgomery. Brendan's here uh, with us, of course, from Liquid Gravity. And uh, we just had his wonderful Mexican lager. And now in our glass from Max is uh, a Hellas, uh, like a like a proper Munich Hellas, Hellas is what it tastes like to me. And you were just telling us that you went to Siebel and got to uh, yeah. tr train in Germany anyway. So I'm not surprised that this tastes like a proper German Hellas. Tell me about Thanks. the beer. 
Uh, yeah, it's our Hellas. It's one of the more popular beers uh, that we well, do. Well, hold now. on, hold on. I partied in Mexico a couple times, so mine tastes <laughs> not yeah, yeah, yeah. also yeah. original. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. So it's it's a very traditional Munich style Hellas. Yeah. Um, single decoction. We have, we have a German brew house that we bought used, so it's it's a uh, you know multiple step infusion mashing, single decoction. Um, German barley, Weirman, extra pale Pilsner malt, uh, boiled, of course, uh, in the decoction, and then uh, Hollertown middle fruit and a little bit of saws. Okay, nice. Yeah. Is there a reason behind the single decoction and doing multi-step? Yes. Uh, I, I'm not like, I don't claim to be an expert in decoction, but the, the people that I look up to that do this kind of mashing seem to have settled on... Um, they, we call it sort of we refer to it as like a mash out decoction. So basically, like we we do we we mash in this beer at fifty degrees Celsius, and then we ramp up to a rest at sixty, and then we rip, rest at sixty three, then we rest at sixty eight, then we rest at seventy two, and then we transfer um, three quarters of the mash over to the water ton and boil the last quarter of the mash. So it's actually, it's probably closer to a third. So we do like. 66% pump over and then to boil get the last to mash third. out with that last to get, yeah and then by the time you mix in that boiling mash you you have essentially mashed out the entire mash. so yeah. it's it's been a while since I did the celsius thing is that is that the same like 145 155 I do not speak in fahrenheit <laughs> <laughs> this is not possible. this is not, not possible, possible. <laughs> no i i uh this is i think a funny story but like one of you know circling all the way back to firestone one of the things that made it so hard to learn hmm. was that all the brew high brew house hot side operations were in celsius and all the fermentation temperatures i think were in fahrenheit okay yeah. and it drove yeah. me like insane yeah. yeah and now i have my own brew and i did it the same way you did because that's how you learned yeah i know now so I'm, I'm yeah. like oh you want to talk 68 fahrenheit fermentation for ipa yeah, all day yeah. long I'm well like, and i left after leaving firestone going going to start to to brew with you know mash temperatures on on fahrenheit stuff i'm like i what i don't i don't I like what it, i'm constantly like looking up a convert and now i'm i'm far enough removed now where i'm like are those this are those the like are those the same cuz the, the firestone mash program was uh sort of a traditional german uh you know um steps as far as yeah. t- as far as temperature and and that was like you know those steps on basically everything yeah, so it's it's a basically like it's a protein rest, and then it's like a a really low end beta amylase rest, oh, okay. a little higher up, and then it's like you know sixty eight, sort of that on the cusp, and then seventy two C is like middle. Well, two things: it's middle of the road, I think peak alpha amylase activity, and then also um, the Germans talk a little bit about like glycoproteins for foam stability at that yeah. at that rest, and then yeah, mash up to seventy five. Now, now I'm having flashbacks uh, because I what I remember. I don't want to, you know, get get too far into no, trade secrets fine. here. Uh, but uh, <laughs> um, that's why trade the, I think. Well, yeah. I think the 50 degree thing was the thing that that threw me because I'm like, I don't remember doing that. At no, first, no, no, no. Because that, that's, that's like, the protein rest. That's the lo- yeah. I you know to be honest, it's like a little hocusy pocusy, but like it. That's we we use extra pale Weirman Pilsner malt, so there's no need to do a protein rest, but mm-hmm. like. I, I read two German brewing books on Hellas and like everything. And these are probably dated for today, 
Um, today is like, you know, brewing acumen the or whatever. Kunza. Yeah. And it's like, it's a long, we rest for 30 minutes yeah. at 50 C, which okay. is low, really low. Mm. And it, I think it's like one of those things that like we made the beer the first time and we're like, whoa, this beer's yeah. like, do that again. It's all right. Yeah. And now I'm like afraid to change it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Cause I think the, I think the, I think the first rest that I remember was like 62. Does that sound Yeah, familiar? 62 or 63. I think, 62 so, I think 63. for like Firestone, you know, with trade secrets, but uh, I, think the, I think it was 63. Matt's giving them all away already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, Your right, NDA right. must be yeah. over by now. Yeah. 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 Right, right, right. I'm going to jail tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I think it was 63, 68, 75 or yeah, 76 okay. or something okay. like that. Yeah, yeah so that's, what, that's what, when I heard your, your program, I'm like, oh man, I'm, I'm like digging back through the weeds here. I'm like, that doesn't, yeah, okay. So 50 is the, the protein. Uh, 60 is that really low, really low alpha temp. Yeah. It's yeah. like our beta, beta, beta temp. Beta. It's yeah. on the yeah. cusp between protein and beta. Yeah. But like, yeah, 50 is, is real. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We also use, I, I guess I'm not telling the whole story. We also use the Wireman. <laughs> it's a blend of the it, extra pearl <laughs> pills and malt and bark pills that kind of like more heritage, kind of old world grain. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, Eric Toft is like one of my brewing heroes, mm-hmm. um, from Sean Romer. Yeah. And, and he's always preaching like, you know, he's like, you know, let the maltsters make the malt. Let me do the mashing. Like, don't take care of all that for me. He likes like right. under modified malts. Yeah. I want to take care of that in the brew house. So we don't have access to awesome, obviously awesome, all the awesome, like, you know, continental malts that he has. So like we, we try and cut in as much of that bark with the extra wireman, extra pale wireman pills to, to kind of simulate a slightly under modified malt profile. Some of your mm. control. Will, yeah. Will you talk a little bit about your brew house just because I love it? Uh, it's yeah, an old, yeah, yeah. like, is it from the 60s or 80s? No, no, no. It's from uh, like 93. Oh, okay. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. It's a, it's a Casper <laughs> Shoals. Uh, yeah. If it looks like it. So. Brett is like, because it looks like shit. No, <laughs> no, it's amazing. No, it's just, you got, listen, it you know, well, stuff, it from, looks a little better. stuff from the 80s, 90s, like the, 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 the technology, you know, part wasn't there yet. And so mm. there's some, there's some really cool, kind of analog looking controls on his brew house not the 60s I, i'm i'm thinking like i remember seeing uh bills uh, out at beer Stott. that's an old like 60s yeah, yeah, yeah that's totally. i mean it, that stuff looks almost archaic it's yeah, really cool yeah, totally but max's brew house is it is it's it is yes much more modern than that but it's like before things got like digital at all sure and yeah, so there's yeah, some yeah. you know and, and you guys and you guys obviously have um you know modern temperature Right. readouts and that stuff but there's what what is the there's like a there's like a little panel of some sort that has yeah it's like hard to so it's like it's a it's a 1993 vintage casper shoals brew house which was made in bomberg germany okay um casper shoals i think i always get this number wrong but it's like it's something ludicrous i think they've been making brewing equipment for 300 years okay. or something like that it's <laughs> like i called we bought it used from um atwater brewing company in detroit mm-hmm. michigan yeah and um I remember when I went and looked at it, I called Casper Scholes and finally got on the phone with like one of their brewmasters and was like, oh man, I'm looking at this brew house. Just wanted to see if you guys be able to support it. And the guy laughed. And he was like, we have been making brew houses for 300 years. Why would we not support one from the 90s? This wow. makes no sense to me. Oh my God. It was like, he like shit talked to me. He's like, yeah. Yeah. He's like 1890 or 19. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yes, we are good. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it didn't matter either way. Yeah. We That's still. Amazing. Yeah. So we, uh, we ended up, you know, Kind of, uh, I, I felt pretty lucky to get it because from my time in Germany um, through the Siebel program, I was familiar with that brand, and you don't see it dem- 
for sale domestically that often. Okay. So I just kind of right time, right place. I saw it used for sale. I'm like, oh shit, that's pretty rad. It warranted going to look at it. Um, they were in this sort of changing state of their brewery and I found them at the right cross section of like, I think they were asking more, but they needed it gone. And I had the ability to like take it immediately kind of thing. So I think the way, you know, the, the, the long and short of it, I think as I talked to the guy and he's like, you know, I'm like, I, you know, I'd love to offer you more, but I can only give you X amount. And he was like, ah, oh, you know, thanks, but no thanks. I'm like, no problem, dude. Totally get it. Let me know if something changes. And it yeah. was like, well, you could have it out of here in two weeks. I might sell it for that much. That'll like, change. Well, let me see what I can do. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I, I literally, I Googled like Detroit rigging company and just started at the top and called every person. <laughs> and I found this peach of a guy. It's a really old Detroit native guy. Yeah. It's like everyone was like, um, you know, thank you for calling alpha rigging solutions. How can I help you? And yeah. I like, I finally get down to this one guy. Hello. <laughs> yeah. That's my like, guy. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, Hey, is this a bulldog onsite solution? So he's like, yeah. How can I help you? I'm like, well, I gave him the whole spiel and he goes, shit, man, I'm right around the corner from there right now. I'll go take a look at it. <laughs> wow. And, uh, he calls me back like five minutes later. He goes, Oh yeah. Easy. When do you want it out of there? I was like, that's the pinch. How about like, uh, two weeks from now? He goes, yeah, I'll see you there. You're kidding me. No. And like, that was like, it was like, yeah, I'll see you there. I'm like, cool, man. You want uh, which day right? Yeah, like, <laughs> you want a deposit or anything? You know, like, how do I, how do I solidify this? He goes, nah, you sound like you're good for it. <laughs> I love this guy. I'm, I'm not shitting you, dude. This wow. guy was, uh, his Legend. name was Rick. I'm trying to remember his last name. The guy Legend was his last like, name. Yeah, people like <laughs> that, that word around, this dude is a legend. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember we were flying out there with my buddy and I just, I had like trucks scheduled to come pick the thing up. He was going to have it out on this date. It's, uh, you know, it's not in downtown Detroit, but it's like on a busy street, you know? And, uh, not boarded up yet. And I was like going, I just remember flying out going like, he's not going to, this is the stupidest yeah. thing I have ever done in my life. Oh my God. What am I doing? And like, so like we, we fly in that night, you know, I'm supposed to be in there at six in the morning to like start match marking it and pulling this thing apart. Cause it had been in there. They bought it new. So it had been in there for like 20 odd, some odd years, you know? Okay, yeah. So I show up, I'm like all rip roaring to go and, uh, get there 6am. I had just flown to, you know, from California to Detroit. And he had obviously got there before me. And the first thing he out of his mouth was like, well, are you just going to sleep all day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good, dude. I'm like, this is going to be, this is like, this got, is the perfect. He brought his Uncle Tony's and overalls. <laughs> yeah. He's ready no, to help. He, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was Rick. It was another guy. I can't remember his name. And then his Rick's helper's name was Beebs. Yeah, of course it was. Yeah. So it was like all, all day. We were like, me and my, my buddy that was helping me was doing some other stuff. And you just hear from across the brewery. Beebs. 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 Grab me a wrench. <laughs> like stuff like that. He's like, okay, okay, Rick. That kind of thing. <laughs> and they nailed it. Yeah. Oh yeah. We, yeah. The, I mean, those guys were studs, man. They, they That's took amazing. it out. And uh, I, the other like end to that sort of long story that I think is super funny is I was like, I had no one to offload it in California yet. Okay. Uh, but I knew it was going to take about two weeks to get there. So I'm like, oh, I'll find somebody that local that can help me out. And uh, I kind of made the joke like, hey, Rick, man, you know, you, I'll fly you guys out. You want to help me unload this thing? And he goes, in California, fuck no. <laughs> yeah, like, I can do anything but that. Yeah. <laughs> I just had no interest. You know, I was like, I don't want to go to California. No, man. Jay, like, I think we need to make a trip to Detroit. I want to go hang out with this guy. Yeah. Let's number, go. Dude, I swear to God, the whole, the whole <laughs> show go back there. He's the first person. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Whole show. I think I'll, call, I'll hit him with a, "Hey, Rick, you gonna sleep all day?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, well, the beer is uh, the beer is fantastic. Thank uh, you. The hell is, yeah. um, what size system is it? Just got it's a twenty five hectoliter. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we we brew slightly high gravity, pretty much everything we do, um, but we we knock out in the neighborhood twenty two, twenty three barrels per turn. And <clears throat> I'm trying to remember, I think this is the, like because those German brew houses are like you mash in the boil kettle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So it's a mash so, boil kettle. Dedicated water ton, dedicated whirlpool, hmm. which, which is like, awesome, except <laughs> for throughput. You know, to me, it's <laughs> right. like, you know, we, we can't mash in the second turn until the first one's in the whirlpool. So it's, it makes for a long brew day, but, okay. you know, at the expense of what, I don't know. But yeah, that was, that was one of the things I remember, you know, seeing in, in often in these multi-vessel German brew houses, you mash in the boil kettle. Because mm. most, most of the North American systems you see, or ones that are built in China that are kind of you know, overseen by American companies, it's almost always, you know, combo. If you're going to go, you know, combo, it's combo mash louder. Yeah. yeah. Right. Where you English. mash in on the screens yeah. and, you know, and then, uh, you know, maybe you piece out the whirlpool or if you want to do steps and, and be able to, uh, you know, you get a mash mixer, like, like with Firestone, like yeah. the, like the old yeah. JV system. Right. Right. Where right. you have a mash mixer, it's got a paddle in the bottom, it's got jackets so you can run through your steps. Mm. But it's in a, that's the, you know, the separate vessel. And then you would combo like the boil kettle whirlpool or something. And, but you would pump the entire mash to louder um, and either have four vessels or combo the um, boil kettle whirlpool. Yeah. But that was one of the things that really struck me on the, on, you know, German systems. I said, like, oh, they, they always like, that's their thing. They mash in the, yeah. they mash in the boil kettle. And that's often how the efficiency. Yeah. It's due to geometry. It's like a mash mixer and a boiling kettle have nearly identical tank yeah. geometry, ah. but like they would never uh, combo a kettle and a whirlpool because kettle yeah, you need kettles the whirlpool. and whirlpools are not geometry yeah. is opposite almost. You I know? see. Yeah. I see. Okay. It's true. Yeah. But Germans haven't figured out, man. I don't know, I don't know why. I love those guys. But we, we just refuse to like accept that, that, that they're <laughs> yeah. right. Well, it's English. <laughs> so that's like the whole thing. I think right. like mashing on screens is of English origin, ah. single infusion mashing on screens. And then, so you got, I think, the original craft beer movement in the States was inspired by English beers. Yeah. yeah so. But if I'm just saying, if there's a, you know, a country that like has figured it out already. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and before the English, really, <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're still servicing brew houses still. from the 1860s. I love yeah. that. That's one of my favorite. I, you're not the first brewer who said that to me about an old system. Yeah. I think, um, Anderson Valley has an old German system. That's even older than yours. And same thing. They call and they're like, oh, yeah, let me just get out the binder. We'll find, oh, yeah, your system number 11555777999. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they know exactly, they know everything about that system at yeah. Anderson Valley still, and they will still help them out. Oh, it's crazy. I mean, yeah. I, we, it, it had obviously like, I would say the, the biggest downside when we bought it was uh, not a lot of preventative maintenance had been done over the years. So we had, it was a little bit of uh, fixing up a hot rod kind of thing. You know, like yeah, we got yeah. it back to California and then I, I had to tear the whole steam side of it apart. I'm a pretty handy guy. So I did, I like didn't, I wasn't intimidated by that project. Sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, I remember a couple of times, like, you know, it was like, Oh, this brand valve for like the slide gate for the grist and it was all shot. So I called up Casper Scholes and I'm like, yeah, who, uh, you know, who, who, what are you using on a modern brew house? If I was buying one today, what valve is that? Same valve. <laughs> really? Same, same company. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. crazy. I'm like, oh yeah. yeah, sweet. And he was like, and I'm like, yeah, I think it's kind of like all shot. I think I need to replace it. And he was like, 
I can get you any piece of that valve you want. You just tell me what's actually wrong with it. Not that it's just broken. You know, I'm like, Oh, all right. This is wow. There is a, I'm going to go off on a slight tangent, but like they're doing a bunch of construction in front of the hop grenade right now. And it was supposed to be done two months ago. They're digging up the street and putting in a sidewalk and, and they have to, the aesthetic has to be the same. Uh And they originally put in the bricks for this sidewalk in the nineties. And that brick manufacturer is gone. So the whole project is delayed <laughs> because they can't find a red fucking brick to put down that matches the other brick. And you... <laughs> Wait, so the town They're waited like, until the sidewalk was gone. Well, that was my first question. To figure out. That was my first Wait question. a second. Thank you. Right. Uh, so anyhow, I, it, this is, it fascinates me about maybe not just the Germans, but the old world. That like, right. it's not, they laugh at us when we're like, well, what do you mean I, I, you have that bearing? It's a tiny little bearing that I need in this valve. And they're like, yeah, how many do you need? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we can't find a red brick <laughs> in the can't city. Can't you just take the like bare swatch into the brick maker and be like, make me this brick? All questions I've asked. No. You know why? Because California. That's why. Right. Throw a little bit of beardies, you know, yeah. throw some like whiskers in there and yeah. get the yeah. right shade, the right yeah. tone. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. I want to talk a little bit of uh, branding and marketing with you. Sure. Can do. Uh, Beardy wants to know what the fuck there does not exist means. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> there does not exist an answer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, so I guess uh, I try not to make this too long of a story, like all my stories, but um, it started, so there does not exist is a mathematical term, or, or I should say the symbol we use to represent the brand is a mathematical interpretation of there's not okay yeah. So, yeah oh sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, actually that was my next question so i see the logo on the cans and on your hat so yeah okay. it's, a, it's kind of an unforgettable or i, I think it's unforgettable because i see it in my nightmares but um yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a backwards e with a slash through it. it's mm-hmm. iconic honestly i you know so mm-hmm. not i don't want to y'all let you tell the story but i you know from my perspective i remember max telling me the name i'm like Oh man, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, and and and, he, and Max yeah. even back to me was like, yeah. I kind of don't know either. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, really, man, I don't know. Yeah, you know, and and then you know, it. But it's also a lot like you know when you if you have a if you have a child, don't ever tell the people like what you're naming that kid. It's like, oh, it's a terrible name, right? Right. Yeah. But once once the brewery exists and they have the beer and and there's, uh, you know, the they see they have you know they get an idea of what the brand is and. And once the whole picture's there, it's it's because now it's like it's TDNE, right? Like people yeah, acting yeah. like nobody right. goes, hey, let's go to let's go to there does not exist, right? And I think that that you know to me the most brilliant thing in all of that and everything that you did was it's that iconic E man that backwards E backwards with a e. slash through it yeah. uh, is it is it's rad and pe- and yeah. people like you know, I see your gear all over just because like it's like the old Etnies E, you know? It's yeah, like it's yeah, just totally. that like it's simple and it's like one letter you know i i was stupid and had you know uh two words and i've tried to put l's and g's together to make them as cool as max i'm like fuck i can't write my whole brewery out every time yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah. no it, it is i think that and I'm, but i remember that moment where it was like yeah, i don't know man and then like once it all came together and then and then the e i'm like you motherfucker yeah <laughs> yeah 100 yeah. i mean the guy that helped me developed the whole concept the guy that both brendan and i grew up with andy rosenthal and um he's a designer uh really really intelligent smart dude 
he does a lot of, um, if I didn't know him, I couldn't afford him kind of thing. He does work for <laughs> Nike and Red Bull and, and giant bicycles and all kind of stuff. So okay. I pinged him just like bro to bro to say, Hey man, like this is what I want. I want this esoteric thing, but I just don't know what to call it. You know? And, and he was like, no, let me mill on it for a little bit, see what I can come up with. <laughs> and then he basically threw that at me. Like the, he's like, he found the backwards E somehow probably like 30 pages deep in Wikipedia <laughs> yeah, and was like, as a designer, I think he was drawn to the logo first. Like, Oh, that's like, mm -hmm. that's unforgettable. And like a cool logo mark. Yeah. What does it mean? And then when he found out what it means, he was like, dude, that's it. <laughs> and like went and built this whole thing out. I remember he like t told me the whole thing on the phone. I was like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what was it again? <laughs> <laughs> Who does not wear? He's like, bro, I've mouthful. worked for Nike. Listen, yeah. Yeah. listen to what I'm saying. But that was like to, to touch it back on what Brendan said. It was like, that was his whole thing. It was like, he, he kept going, dude, it doesn't even matter. He's like, why are we even having this conversation? He's like, once the beer's there and people are drinking the beer and they come to the tasting room and see what you're doing. He's like, it doesn't matter what it's called. Yeah. You know, he's like, but the one thing that does matter is you need a very stark, unforgettable logo mark, like a Nike swoosh. Yep. You know? And, and, and he's like, then it's irrelevant. And that took a lot for me. And even I kind of did that work and I still couldn't even like, ah, I'm like, it's such a mouthful. You know, I told my mom, just like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, God. All right. right. And then uh, sort of ironically, it took us a long time to build the brewery out. And I milled on it. I milled on this There Does Not Exist thing for like a year. Okay. That's not the kind of thing you want to mill on for too long. And then, but yeah. then it was like, it was down to the wire. I'm like, well, if, if it's not this, I'm then fucked. Right. Because yeah. I don't have anything else, you know? So then it was like so close to finally like the culmination of two years of work. I'm like, whatever. Let's just call it There Does Not Exist, you know? Really? And I so liked you just everything gave about in it, a bit. Yeah. except it seemed to be hard for people to it's remember. so, Yeah. It, yeah. It's just like, it's a hard thing, especially, not, you know, not anymore, not to yeah. broad stroke, <laughs> nah. but like older people, especially I find like, you know, kind of younger hipster people like no problem. They're all about it. Yeah. 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 My dad, he probably still doesn't know what it's called. Right. Right. You know like, I mean? Backwards. <laughs> yeah. 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 You might know my kids. This is the brewery. Well, yeah. And, yeah. and, and I think, you know, not to be, uh, uh, minimized here is the fact that the acronym like works because yeah. if it was like. TDDSQ or whatever, yeah, yeah. Right. but TDNE, like TDNE yeah. rolls, and yeah. so have, having the acronym roll, I think, yeah. was an important part of that puzzle too. And that was another Andy thing because he was like, we started referring to ourselves as TDNE kind of early, I guess. Okay, because um, he was like, cut him off, dude. He's like, if you don't could be anything not just our brewery he was like if you don't like push the narrative and what you want to be referred to, then and you leave it up to everybody. He's like they're going to come up with some wacky thing and you're just going to drive you insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he's like, the le at least you can try and guide him. People are going to do what they're going to do, but he's like, try and guide him in the right direction. So I'm a little bit, uh, this, I'm a little bit similar to you and I'm a little bit opposite of, of that advice. Uh, I, when we first started carrying it out the hop grenade, yeah. um, uh, I was like, that's a fucking stupid name. Um, <laughs> uh, and I saw the cans, and I was like, those are stupid cans. <laughs> is, no, I didn't do that, but I'll tell you what I do think is stupid about the cans in a minute. But I didn't like There Does Not Exist, and now I really like it, and I don't like using the acronym. Uh, I will use it if I'm yeah. feeling lazy that day, or mm -hmm. if I'm writing you an email. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. it's more of a um, But more I actually now love There Does Not Exist. 
And and uh, I to me it has taken on a meaning of its own. Also, by the way, I wouldn't have thought about it this much if I didn't like the beer. Uh-huh. So everybody was always right that if the beer is good and the packaging is cool and the logo is cool, the rest isn't going to matter. Sure, but it did start to it made me think about it more because at first I didn't think about it. I just well, okay, cool, another dumb name. Uh, right. Moving on. Um, but now I, I I actually spent time thinking about it, and the more I thought about it. The more I like it, just as it is. I think, yeah. I mean, I, I usually don't refer to it as TDNE either. Yeah. Like, well, I, I like it now as the whole. The, the acronym is where you go, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. hey, do you want to go over to TDNE? Sure. If I'm, talking that to makes so- sense. if I'm talking to someone, it's like, have you had There Does Not Exist? Right. You there just, you go. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Like, know? even Beardy. So, Beardy had, it wasn't familiar with the brand either. Mm-hmm. And I, I, when he asked where we're going, that no acronym, you know, There Does Not Exist. Yeah. Right. So. And and one thing that I think is interesting on the cans in, in the discussion is like brewing company or brewery is never no. included. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, we Which I, fucked me up for this podcast, by the way. Because in the <laughs> in the early days I would never pay attention to whether it was beer company or brewing mm-hmm. company. He'd and Tasty used to get pissed off at me. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, dude, just do a little homework, bro. And so I started <laughs> doing that. And and today I was like, Oh shit, I don't know if it's beer company or brewery it's or neither, what. Man. It's just nothing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that was like sort it of doesn't exist. partially <laughs> driven. Wow, like, that was partially driven by Andy too, to be honest, because okay. he was like, yeah. and again, really intelligent, kind of like forward thinking guy. As he was like, he's like, don't get me wrong, man. Like the beer thing's cool and all, but like, what if this? He, he the other brand he referred to that love it or hate it is like Supreme. Mm, okay, you know, so he's like as a branding guy, is like super enamored with Supreme. Okay, so he was like, dude, I mean. Beer is cool and all, but like that might not even be the end all. You might find you make so much money making T-shirts that who cares about the beer? I mean, obviously right. that's not what we do, but he was just Understood, thinking about yeah. it in that way, as you should. Mm-hmm. A good brand. Um, when when we adopted the hop grenade logo, I felt the same way. Even though it's very beer centric, mm-hmm. I was like, you don't if you you can't do anything without a solid logo. You, sure, it, it, everything anything can happen from there. Yeah, basically. totally. Yeah. Yeah, and he and we yeah. So the whole idea was like this: keep it very mysterious and open and esoteric. And Smart. I think we do that with the artwork. It was like, and to touch a little bit on the artwork, like the the designer that we linked up with, a guy from Indonesia, just a, a pen and ink artist that mm. I uh, I just reached out to via Instagram. I'd been following him for years before the brewery. Oh, nice! And I was like, you know, I'm doing this beer project. Like, you know, if you if you're interested, cool. If not, no harm, no foul. And he was super into it. So we've used essentially him for like 99 percent of the stuff we've done it's what's so good. what's the one yeah. percent i want to know so, one other his buddy from his oh other, really yeah, yeah. 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 yeah there was like a buddy of his there was one thing where he like i can't remember how i think it like came up in my instagram feed and i was like yeah this shit is sick too yeah. so i like pinged him and he was like oh yeah i'm like ibay's best buddy the guy that does our <laughs> stuff i'm like you guys got to figure it out. I don't know. <laughs> so the the artwork's gorgeous. So yeah. now I should clarify, since I've been teasing it and, and half making fun of you the whole show for it. The the cans are beautiful. Thank you. I'm just lazy and half blind. So I <laughs> so when I see them in my beer cooler at the Hop Grenade, I have trouble figuring out which beer is which because we often yeah. carry like four of yours at a time. We'll have three, sure. four different brands, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. It's the one that doesn't say anything. Yeah. That's the brewery that you should pick right now. Yeah. <laughs> because you have to twist the can around and it's sort of on the side. Yeah. And then I'll find out what beer it is. Am I, uh, I'm uh, not being inaccurate, right? No, about no, that. no, okay. not at all. I think there's two things about our cans that- Ignorant is the word you're looking for. Ignorant, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ignorant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. say that. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, I think the the funny thing, again, it's like, it's funny coming from my, my buddy, Andy, who's a, a branding guy, but like, right. I think any business person, we did two things. Our branding is like the smallest thing on the can. It is. Yeah. It's yeah. like the art was just so epic that we were like, dude, it's doing our artists a disservice to not just plaster that huge on the can. Totally. And then Andy was like, dude, I mean, again, like let the beer speak for itself. Like who cares? You don't need to like push it down somebody's throat that this is there is like this beer. So he was like, just it's make smart. it like, isn't it metal just to like be the smallest thing on there? It really is. Um, and you're not the only one because all of them are themed sort of sa- the same, you know, it's sort of this uh, dark esoteric. Um, so that's true. I know that's why I say sometimes I'm like, I don't know, just look for the one that you can't find the name yeah. because they, and they all are similar and they're, they're, they're black and white. Totally. Um, and yeah. so, so you're right. The, the brand itself still speaks by, by that uniformity. Sure. Yeah. 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 And it, the, again, this is like, I hate to keep harping back on the Andy thing, but like, we, I'm like, I wear a black t-shirt every day. Yeah. So yeah. we were like looking at it. We're, he's like, here's how I'm seeing it, man. We either go like hyper fluorescent, which seems to ironically kind of be in favor now yeah. of like safety pinks and yellows and stuff. He's like, or it's just like no color ever. Right. And I was like, the no color thing, it just speaks way more true to me. Sure. So like, I, that's what I want. If you got to represent your own brand. Yeah. Might I'm like, as well. if we have pink t-shirts, uh, you know, no offense to a pink t-shirt, I'll never wear one. Yeah. They're you like, know, I'm like Jerry Garcia, dude, black t-shirt every day. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so, so I think in this unintentional roundabout way, when you carry three or four of our beers, thank you. And they're in a row, it stands out more than you would expect yeah. for a brand that has no color. Oh yeah. Because everything else on the shelf is like fluorescent pink and yellow now. So yeah. it's like, Oh, what is that? And then I think Andy knew this. I was dumb. So I didn't realize it, but like having the art mega big, it makes people grab it. Yeah. And then they look at it. You know, and I think, you know, I think our beer is good. So I'm not feel like I'm short, shorting anybody on this, but yeah. I do think we get a lot of, I'm not like naive to the fact that maybe there's a lot of impulse buy. Sure. Mm-hmm. But you only get that once. Right? right. And then, so it's like the beer's got to be good, but like I'll take an impulse buy any day of the week. And that's yeah. exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Do that because branding is super important. Um, winemakers know it. Um, totally. uh, beer makers know it now, finally. Right. Um, but you're right. If the beer's not good after that, then they're like, "Cool, well, I got this good can. Never buying that again." Fool me once, so, right? You know right. I mean? yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I think you know, it. As soon as you grab it, it is, it is easy to see what the beer's name is, what the style is, or what the mm-hmm. alcohol is. Yep, it's like, just not plastered on the totally. Beer, right, which you know? is, which, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking back to the. And now that it's in my hand, I find I'll buy it. Yeah, yeah. We went way <laughs> well, back that and too. forth too yeah. with like the because it doesn't say, aside from the website, it doesn't say there does not exist on the can. And that was intentional in the fact that, like, it's got the E, bro. Like Andy the was e, like, yeah. "You don't want people to like land on the name. You want them to land on the E." Mm. So he was like, mm. "I know it sounds crazy, and like any business person would tell you, any you know business uh, college it's professor would tell you yeah. otherwise." Yeah, don't put your name on. Amazing. Like, I'm just saying, put the E on it. And that's all you need, and it's been working. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You know, we only been around for, <laughs> for three and a half years. It's fucking days. working. I see that <laughs> right. everywhere yeah. all over this town, right? Yeah. Everybody <laughs> that sees me whenever I'm wearing the the shirt, people are always like, "Is that Bitcoin, dude?" <laughs> oh no! And I'm always like, "No, uh, I wish." You know? yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's do this. Let's take another quick break. I think we've got another uh, Pilsner to try. Um, and then, look, I can't do a whole show without a hoppy beer. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna do a Pilsner from there does not exist. 
Um, and then we're going to have some liquid gravity hoppy beer of my choosing, Brendan. Nah. So no, pale okay, ale. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Hang in there. You're listening to the session and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the session. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We're still at Liquid Gravity Brewing, and we are talking to There Does Not Exist. We're talking a bunch of off-the-air, too. I always I always threaten to record our <laughs> off-air conversations, <laughs> not because we were saying anything controversial, but because they're so good. And listeners are always like, yeah, that's the stuff we want to hear. This what show if- would have been three hours, just like the session <laughs> yeah, used just to like be, the session yeah. used we to recorded be. it all. Yeah, the, the breaks. One of these days, I'll actually just put a little mic in the middle. The audio yeah. won't be great, but you'll still get to just hear us bullshitting about all of the things that happen as you're growing a brewery and building a brand. I played uh, the fifth. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, all right. Last beer from there does not exist in our glass before we have a hoppy Wait, beer from Brendan. Um, it's right in front of you, man. We yeah. didn't, we didn't okay. jip you. All right, relax. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I tell you to relax. I, yeah, right. I freak out and then tell you to relax. Yeah. You're right. It's my I'm fault. Gaslighting I'm sorry. You. I'm gaslighting yeah. you. Yeah. 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 That's what I bought Beardy back for. It's just it's so easy to gaslight. <laughs> just have him with Wait, us. Wait, I am? <laughs> Stop yelling at me, Beardy. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> So now we've got uh, There Does Not Exist Pilsner. Probably has a, no- a name that's not that. It's called Mitt Pills, M-I-T-T-P-I-L-S. Tell us about it's a beer. great college. Yeah. T. Brendan never wins. It's my alma mater. Tell us about the beer. Yeah, so Mitt Pills is a you know South German Bavarian-style Pilsner beer. Um Pretty classic, I would say. Um, you know, again, boiled Weirman Pilsner malt, uh, Hollertau middle fruit and Hollertau tradition. Um, this beer was originally, the concept was originally with me and Matt. It was the first, Matt Bridleton, uh, the first lager beer that we brewed at There Does Not Exist, which I think was like the third or fourth beer we ever brewed, period. Okay. When we were just getting rolling. Yeah. And uh, I knew... You know, again, this is like kind of funny stuff to talk about now, but it was like uh, breweries are for profit businesses, right? So you you make whatever sells. Allegedly, but somebody tell Brandon. So I I knew in my like in my heart of hearts, I was like, I want to make a lot of lager beer, but we had to figure out if prove the concept, see if we could do it. But so I I called in a favor to Matt. It's like, hey, can I get some lager yeast? And uh, he's like, yeah, what do you got going on? I'm like, well, we're thinking about making a Pilsner. He's like, well, don't leave me out kind of thing. Yeah. So we kind of came up with this idea. He had had some um, choice middle fruit sent to him for, I think it was a Mario over at IGN. A great guy, great hops. So, and it was like a sample. So I think he had 22 or 33 pounds or something like that. And it was like not enough for Firestone. It rubbed really nice. So he was like, oh. I got, you know, I got this, uh, this middle fruit and, uh, they have a ton of traditions. So he's like, we should, should think about using this. This stuff's pretty nice. So it was like a way for, it actually was like the perfect sort of, uh, confluence of like middle fruit being one of my favorite, if not my favorite continental hop, Mm -hmm. um, and him having great middle fruit that I didn't have access to at the time. Yeah. So we were like, oh, let's just do like a big middle fruit bomb Pilsner. Um, so it's, it's the only thing untraditional I would say about it 
you know, it's it's fermented. We use Augustiner yeast for our house lager yeast. That's probably something I should have oh, said. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, naturally carbonated, but it's it's dry hopped. You say naturally carbonated? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%? Yep. Really? Yeah. And all the you beers are filtered. it and that's it? I was going to ask you, actually, if you filter. Yeah, yeah. Because they're but looking pretty They're all diatomaceous or filtered. Wonderfully. Yeah. I, which I, uh, and again, not to segue away from this stuff like we keep doing, because me and Brennan can talk forever, yeah, but right. uh, I ran clarification at Firestone for a long time. So when I finally was kind of making my exit, I was like, never going to see one of these things again. The centrifuge. <laughs> uh, no, no, the diatomaceous the filter. filter. Oh, like that's what you had there too. Like yeah. Yeah. Filter. Okay. yeah, this yeah. is like way back in the day. Now they have all the cool, okay. cool stuff. So I like was like, you know, I'm like... <laughs> see that thing in hell, <laughs> you know, never <laughs> yeah. again. And it, this was like at peak hazy IPA popularity too. I felt like so. And then we started making a lot of lager beer after the first iteration of this was not filtered. It was just fine. Um, and that was like the only thing irking me about the lager beer was like, I just want the clarity that you get when you get a Hellas or a Pilsner in a German beer garden. Mm. And then the, the only good thing about a filter, to be totally honest with you, is that not a lot of people know how to use them and they're cheap for okay. that reason. Okay. So okay. I picked up a filter for cheap. So I've we got filter. one if you want it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't need two. Yeah. yeah. Like a hole in my head or something. Um, so that's I, that was like the last thing. I was like, all right, we got to filter them to get brilliant clarity. But this beer, similar to you know what people are referring as like Italian-style Pilsner or something like that, mm. has a half pound per barrel dry hop. Um, or less we've, we've kind of towed around from that, like, you know, 0.3 to 0.5 pound per barrel drive of middle fruit also. Okay. Yeah. It's delicious. It, if it works really yeah. well if you have good middle fruit and if you, you know, middle fruit is, it's tough. It's one of those old land race varieties that, that this year in particular suffered a really bad harvest. So we, we were only able to get like a very small amount compared to what I would love to have gotten kind of thing. Yeah, but, I was going to ask you about that with this year's harvests. Were you able to, your, your supply is getting cut, which would affect how much this beer you're going to be able to make. Yeah. And we don't make, we do, we kind of rotate our brewery is nowadays it's uh, our lager beer production is way up. And again, like one of just one of those cool things that I hoped we could do, but at the end of the day, you know, you got to sell the beer, but we've found that I think this area in particular has a really strong thirst for just quaffable light lager beer um and and some stuff with flavor that's not 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 macro beer sure. mostly me <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah Brendan going like everywhere wherever max sells i just go yeah. and drink the shit out of it yeah um so we've been luck i feel just super lucky to be able to even make these style beers and and also you know it's it's, it's corresponding with the the sort of craft lager resurgence in the united states sure uh, but yeah i just i mean Pinch me, I get to make Pilsner. Like that's cool. That's not a reality. I thought. I thought I was gonna have to make hazy IPA all day long, every day. You know? Right. Not yet. Yeah. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> well, yeah. You have do. you made one yet? Oh God, no, he makes a bunch. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Make a bunch of them, and, oh, okay. and I'm not. I'm not throwing shade in any way, shape, or form. Um, but like, I just feel lucky to make some of these beers that I'm like a little more passionate about. Sure. Well, brewers drink lagers. That's yeah. you know, totally. I, it's. Uh, I I don't know a brewer that doesn't. That's not a logger head. I really don't. Not not one that's you know worth anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm serious. <laughs> so like, you know some. I'm not yeah. going to disagree. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, I'll, again, yeah. I'll plead the fifth too. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, everybody gets into the gets into the game with these big flavorful beers. It's what draws you to it, right? Yeah. Um, whether it be you know IPAs or big stouts or whatever, it's you know it's this chase of flavors. Like, oh my god. 
and then you get in the industry and you go to these events and you, you know, you, yeah, you're at the whatever conference and it's beer at 9am and, and then everybody, you know, there's, it goes all day and all, you know, sometimes late into the night and it's just give me, feed me Pilsners all day in those scenarios. And so if, you know, I think, uh, every brewer I know that has an affinity for loggers and, uh, that's why every 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 brewer that kind of has we we all walk in first thing I said to you know Justin and Beardy when you guys got here I was like you guys want a beer they said of course I said do you want something like hoppy or lagery I think at the same time you both said lagery yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got you yeah yeah get us there mm-hmm. first yeah mm-hmm. all I right. think the coolest thing about lager is like or at least I should say fermentation what, temp what I love yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that too in Fahrenheit yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. wait <laughs> I'm out. Well, I don't speak this. What do you mean? Um, like 8C, right? Right. Yeah, I think. No, I, I think what I really love about it is, well, I love to drink them, right? And I love the styles. But, like, I love that I'm not reinventing the wheel. It's like, there's a very specific way to make these. Yeah. And there's I a think, target. And yeah. I know if we fuck, like, at the end of the day, we make them and I try them and I'm like, fuck that up. Right. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, there's, like, there's creativity. I'm not, like. I'm trying to say that, but like in a way, there is no creativity, and that's what I really enjoy about. Well, it. Well, there's a blueprint that's very yeah uh, for success. There's a blueprint for success. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you get to mess around within that blueprint. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, so, totally. Yeah. So I, I kind of love that we're like we're making these these classic styles. I think it was actually Matt that originally, like probably over a couple beers, said to me like, "Good brewers learn the classics, and then." like riff on those yeah like yeah. bad brewers just like i you know, totally agree with just that. L- just like riff you know like oh i'm gonna th- like throw throw shit at the wall and see what sticks it's like the good if brewers I, learn the classics and appreciate the classics and then once they've once they've accomplished the ability to understand those or make those or whatever then they sort of make their mark on them yeah you know yeah. and I, I always took that to heart from when the early I, when days when i see new breweries open up and it's just you know Double hazies, triple hazies, and fruited smoothie seltzer, you know, yeah. everything's it's like and and I haven't had a clean pale ale from you. I've never had like a clean pilsner from you. It's like not gonna do it. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's like, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff in there that's like probably a bunch of sugar and you know, or whatever, but it's like if you peel it back, you know, it's like, oh, they made a pilsner. It's like that's not very good. <laughs> you know yeah, so yeah, I, think, yeah. I, I definitely think there's something to that you, know? yeah, you, I don't, you learn I don't, the mechanics yeah. totally I don't like to say this but like um, and, and I don't really believe it to be totally honest but like what I hear a lot of people say is like <laughs> if you want to if you want to like know a, a brewery's uh, kind of their ability to make high quality product like go to a Pilsner first yeah start there uh, 100% and, you know and I, I, I don't like saying that because I've always been um, I've always been surprised at people's ability to blow my mind in some weird way, shape or form. So like I try to go everywhere with like totally open-minded. Yeah. Um, no, but, but it, that I think the, if I go somewhere and I have a great Pilsner at a brewery, I'm like, these dudes fucking know what's it's up. A, it's and a you're, test. It, yeah. And you're, you're at the very least, you're certain that everything else on the beer menu is going to be good because you just selected the di- the most difficult beer to brew well to brew clean to you can't hide behind so if that one's good you're like all right I don't even have to taste the other seven I'm pretty sure that pale ale's good that IPA is good that stout's good. yeah I, yeah in a way or I'm like you guys should stop making hazy IPA and like focus on making <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that's fair yeah because yeah. I'm like yeah. maybe their IPAs aren't uh, great for my palate 
but their their lager beer is good. And so I'm like, you guys, you, you know, you guys know what's going on. Yeah. Like, and you guys, you obviously are like accomplished, like learned brewers. Um, but maybe uh, again, you know, to circle back, like un- unfortunately at times the brewing business is a for-profit business. So you get yeah. guided by keeping the lights on. Wait, what? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's a good, it's a perfect segue uh, because I, I, I want to, if you pour some hoppy beer, we're going right. to talk about that in a second. But Speaking before we making do, money. I have, but I have one last uh, uh, branding topic for you. Yep. And I'm it is it. it actually is a topic that we we, we spoke about at the break, and yep. I, I wanted to bring it back. And that is so you you have a a, a beautiful tasting room. I've been there. Thank you. Um, I really Thanks. I love it uh, in a in a nondescript area, not far from here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But good luck finding it. You don't have no, a sign on the on the building even. No, no, no. And yeah. and I I wonder if you could just tell us the real story again because it it was an an accident but has somehow turned out to be perfect. Yeah, totally. It wasn't um the <laughs> the intention wasn't to be like a speakeasy and we're not that. Yeah. But the ironic thing was that we had we had 0 dollars left uh, <laughs> to when we opened the brewery like finally it took us a long time to get uh to 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 do the build out and get everything together. And one of the first customers, I wish I had known his name and I've seen him a couple of times since, but I've just never really been able to connect him and tell him this story. Yeah. yeah. But he, he kind of walked through the doors, sat down, had a couple beers. I think he liked what he tasted and he's like, dude, I love it, man. There does not exist. No sign. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I like, I was just like, mm-hmm, you're like, bro. you just saved me a bunch of money. <laughs> I knew exactly what I told him. I yeah. said, bro, you just saved me a bunch of money. Because you <laughs> meta as fuck. Because yeah. <laughs> you really were gonna like still in planning to get a sign. We had we had a, a permit from the city to put a big ass backwards E with the slash on the building, and right. I just scrapped the whole. thing. And then thing. you're like, no, it's brilliant. And yeah. then it was yeah. like, well, yeah. if I'm not gonna put a sign, like. Why do we need? Why do we need our operating hours? No, <laughs> no, we're not doing anything. Yeah, because there does not. The exist. only people that hate so, us for that are truck drivers. <laughs> that makes sense. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, hey, take well, the address them. off too. Forget so, it. So they can't words, even find my side door around for deliveries. <laughs> fuck those guys. <laughs> He's not worried about yeah. that. There's another door beside the side door. <laughs> yeah. oh. There always is. So if you or somebody's not standing at behind the bar that you can look through the window and see, there does not exist. There is no hours. There is no sign. Just don't even come. <laughs> <laughs> no i'm always there that's that's the trick actually is yeah. that because i own a brewery i'm there 24 hours a day seven days a week yeah. so you well, can max actually come exists. get a beer any day yeah. Yeah. Max, max does exist. do you have a life outside of brewing there does not exist right. yeah exactly that's what my wife would say right yeah if you ever did a, a, a anniversary beer maybe a beer for your wife or something it would be like we exist there does yeah, not free but, time, but we. <laughs> I hope my kid doesn't say "dad does not exist." That's happening. Yeah, right when he's clever, old enough, and clever enough to say it. Yeah, yeah all right, yeah, yeah. dad. And, yeah, luckily he's only a year old, so he doesn't. My even kids know. say that and they don't even know your brewery. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get him some shirts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, Brendo, what'd you pour us here? We're just whipping pillow tops of. Uh, oh, dude, one <laughs> DM that dude. <laughs> Is that the, the foam at the top, whipping pillow yeah. top? Well, that's that's Max's verbiage on uh, his- I'm uh, drinking out of a liquid gravity glass. I love the, the shape of these, by the way. Uh, and then it must be a, a taproom glass, because on the back it just says, please don't steal this glass. <laughs> Which, ironically, uh, <laughs> does, it probably leads does everybody opposite. to fucking steal them. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, it was like, oh, it'll be funny, and people will understand the struggle of a, you know, of a small business. 
No, it they just think it's way. hilarious, and now they steal them all. Right, uh, which is fine because you know, uh, still branding. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess. marketing. It's still you know, I still appreciate if they didn't. So if you're listening, don't come in. And don't steal, steal the glass. glass. <laughs> we yeah. don't have hop grenades on our glass, which look great on a glass, by the way. For that reason, well, so, yeah. so so we actually uh, when we first did our first round of glasses, uh, we did not logo them. We didn't brand them at all for that reason. I don't want people to take them. Yeah, and. <laughs> I I don't. It was the company we were working with. They came back with the next time we went to go run. They go, oh, you you have to put uh, something on. And I went, what? Like you won't run them blank? And they said, no. They, uh, we we actually were required to pick something. That's interesting. And so I, and I didn't push very hard because it sounds very weird to me now yeah. to like say that. But that was the answer we got from that company at that time. And I was like, and I, but I really like the glass shape. And so shape, this is yeah. a cool shape. I was yeah. Ask about it. Uh, so I was glass. like, well, do we just put a, like a dot on it? <laughs> and I was like, God, that's weird. You know, I was like, well, no, just, I guess put the logo and just on the back, we'll ask them nicely not to steal it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, it didn't work out quite the way that I, <laughs> I was hoping. Well, you- can you, I would love to know, will you order a batch without the do not steal and then count what gets stolen more? Uh, yeah. I would love to know. The next time I you have to order glasses, just give it a shot. I'm just, yeah. yeah. Well, as no, a we bar still owner, have, I'm curious. Our first, I mean, we still have a lot of the, the round one glassware in circulation. Ah, okay. So, there are blank. So, yeah, so we do have some blanks in there. Um, have you I, tried not asking nicely? Don't steal don't this fucking, fucking steal glass. this glass. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to make it out here. <laughs> right. They're taking yeah. food off my kid's plate. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you man. monster! Yeah. You're yeah. why my kid won't go to school. <laughs> yeah, that's... Just put a picture of your kid crying on the back. <laughs> <laughs> Again, though, people are gonna be like, "That's fucking rad." Yeah. I'm yeah. definitely yeah. taking that. that. I gotta, I gotta sh- cry, Yeah, fuck man. that guy. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> fuck that guy, pills. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that guy right in the yeah. mid pills. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, our yeah. half pour glass is uh, like a traditional Kolsch. 0.2 liter Kolsch mm-hmm. glass. Yeah. And the first time we ordered those, I think we got 600 or 500 of them. And we, after like three months of being open. They're we, branded we, we though, had, right? They with are the, branded. With yeah, the they're, e. they're sick. That, I mean, that's I'm where not, you fuck up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, totally, dude. We had, <laughs> I've got a couple. We had like... It's like the town bicycle. Everybody's got one of those glasses, dude. Are you kidding me? Max is like, I would have given them to you, dude. It's not as fun. I like roll over to people's houses. They got those glasses. I'm like, dude, we didn't sell those for a long time. Oh, I We bought, I think, 600 glasses. And after three months of being open there was like like 37 left wow seriously it was crazy wow. like and the I, shrinkage yes. wow. they break really easy so it's not like that many got not stolen he, you wow. didn't break uh, uh exactly. yeah yeah. Like I them, yeah yeah you haven't seen me when i get mad <laughs> <laughs> uh i i've had this conversation with people like literally because they're like oh dude that's hilarious please don't steal this glass and they're like i'm gonna steal this i'm like right. dude and like and people legitimately they go well did i spend a bunch of money here yeah. I'm like, where does that where does that play? Like, do you yeah, go? You, at, you do it at Target do you, do too. Do you go into right. Vons? <laughs> yeah, and be like, I spent a bunch of money here. This gallon of milk's yeah. mine. Yeah. Right. This like, card is pretty sick. Although our our, uh, our one of our pumps is on a shopping cart. It it, it was there. <laughs> hold on. It was there uh, before. You know, we bought this brewery as is, and it looks like it was supposed in some weird way. It was supposed to have a pump on it. <laughs> Because there's like a way to wrap the cord around it. I'm like, like somebody designed a shopping cart for a, a pump. pump. Mm. Yeah. 
That's all, my story. That's my story. <laughs> right. yeah. We're designed for pumps. Yeah. And then grocery <laughs> yeah, they it out. Yeah. Oh. They reverse engineered it. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Tell us about the beer in our glass, Brennan. Well, uh, this beer right here is a 100% uh, mosaic hopped, double dry hopped West Coast IPA. Uh, six and a half percent. Nothing but, <laughs> nothing but, uh, it's just a uh, raw two and uh, some corn sugar and acid malt. Um, yeah, it's, this is one of my favorite beers. This is kind of our, we use this, that, you know, that two row and corn sugar kind of as our sort of base one off West Coast IPA recipe. Just leave all the specialty malt out. Um, there are no hops, uh, at the beginning of the boil. There are no hops really throughout the boil at all. Um, we'll cool the whirlpool down, uh, down to about 185, uh, and do about one pound per barrel. Uh, and then, uh, we'll dry hop it right above terminal, uh, and then wait a day, uh, and then do it again. Um, usually in that kind of 3.3 to 4.4 pounds per barrel range, depending on how I'm feeling for each depending of those where the bank accounts or total. Uh, total overall, yeah. Total yeah, yeah. Overall. Okay, four point four at each. What do you what do you so, what do you think we're green cheek or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Somebody told me uh, monkish. Uh, we were right next to him at the um, at the Invitational. Um, they actually dropped some some beers off. Some somebody somebody told me they were like at like fourteen pounds per barrel or something. I'm like, is uh, that just the like narrative that they're saying to like yeah. get us all to go out mm. of business? Like that's <laughs> that's crazy. Sounds very Henry. Yeah, uh, yeah. just try it. That's yeah. his, he's, it's a coup. I remember the days when he had the no IPAs sign. <laughs> in I right. they still have room. it. Yeah, oh, do they? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Probably I'm sure it's somewhere. They yeah. should. Yeah, somebody probably stole it. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Please, Please don't, don't steal, steal this sign. No <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so there's no uh, bittering additions. Uh-uh. All the IBUs are just from the Whirlpool. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, well, but it, but it's bitterness ba- does not exist. Yeah. Mm. Oh. But well, I mean, even on our right. even on the beers that we do bitter, uh, you know, we throw a like our liquid gravity IPA. There's a I think a, a pound and a half uh, at boil start, and then there's like one pound at ten minutes, and then there's you know a, about a pound per barrel in the Whirlpool. What, do you have you measured the IBUs? In this, um, not on this beer, uh, but I so it's, so it's, when we do because we put IBUs on our like on our menu board, okay, and it, I, I I always just say what I think it's, it tastes like because to me that's the most important thing, right? Mm-hmm. You're just trying to communicate to the customer what like how how bitter it's going to taste. Sure. And so it's almost less important what it specs out in a lab. Mm-hmm. And it's certainly less important what your, your, whatever software you're using. You oh, know, sure. Right. Um, you know, this is when, when, when I was at Firestone, this was one of the kind of first like eye opening moments. I was like, I guess I never really thought about what an IBU actually is. Right. It's a, it's milligrams per liter of isomerized alpha acid. Mm-hmm. And so there's a calculation, right. And I, I remember like with Beersmith, it's like, you just plug it in. Oh, is it Rager or Tinsith or all they're doing is uh, telling you what your kettle utiliza- utilization is at any at any given time. Mm-hmm. So if you say ten minutes, right, one of those formulas says you get eighteen percent utilization. One of them. I remember I saw Dustin Dustin Krause, the head brewer uh, underneath Matt uh, at Firestone, 
like he had in his little notebook. It's like convert pounds to grams, uh, you know, multiply by the alpha acid, you know, work this long equation. I was like, oh shit, that's, that's what an IBU is, right? <laughs> and once I understood that, you know, so I built my own spreadsheet uh, on our recipe sheets. It's actually on like sheet two and it'll like kind of call back to the, uh, to the cell on the, on sheet two that I built. Uh, but it's all it is, is like, you know, how many pounds are going in, um, what the alpha acid is, uh, and, uh, what the, um, uh, utilization rate is. Right. right. And, and depending on whatever time, uh, it's going in, you have to determine your own systems utilization rate though. Well, and especially when it comes to the whirlpool, that was that. Well, that's because it would equations. always say, "Oh, that's zero, right? right?" Because the time was zero, and so the, all of a sudden your your equation zeroed out, and it's right. like, "Well, that's not true." <laughs> and uh, you know, I think uh, you know, it's, it, it, and and I think the bigger systems get, um, you tend to get better utilization out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think thirty three percent is basically max utilization, and so if we boil it. For 60 minutes, we assume 33%. Um, as we get closer to the end of boil, I think our 10-minute, I assume somewhere around like, I'd have to look, I think it's 18 to 20%. Um, and then in the Whirlpool, I assume, uh, I think it's like 17%. And if it's, um, uh, if we cool down the Whirlpool to like 185, I think I, it's like 13 or 14%. And, okay. and, and, and again, I, I was, do, I was, I, but I was coming up with these numbers based on what I'm tasting. And, uh, at some point I did, uh, I had, I had Dustin, uh, run some numbers for me in the lab and I was like, oh shit, I'm like, I'm really close. I think I had our old pale ale at the last place I was at ran. I think I had it like at about 48 and I think came back at like 44 or mm. something like that. I was like. Okay, so I'm not going to overthink this. Like, if yeah, it right. tastes like this to me, and 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 it allowed me to kind of also say that okay, th- these utilization numbers that I'm assuming are are pretty, pretty close, close yeah. right? Um, but uh, yeah, I think I oh got. I don't know what this one e- even is on paper. I think I probably call it like sixty. Okay, <laughs> on the on the board, sure. Um, and it's probably pretty close to that on my on my calculations, but yeah. Yeah, utilization changes too based on degree Plato. So it's like yeah, even oh more, yeah, right. Like yes, a, it affects a, the solubility. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so it's like a, always a moving target, right? Hard to keep track of, and like I agree with Brendan. It's like I don't, you know, we we know what works for our breweries, and I don't really care what the <laughs> yeah. end number is. You know, I think I would love to know. Like I've never had them shot, but like I would love to know. But it's like it's it's sort of relevant. Yeah. Sure. You know. Yeah. But I think that's why, you know, you get double IPAs and particular triple IPAs, like they're always sweet. Yeah. Every they always taste sweet. Yeah. And people yeah. are like, Oh dude, it's a hundred IBU. I'm like, no, it's not. Like, yeah. <laughs> like did you test it? Mm-hmm. It's not a hundred IBU, I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. And obviously alcohol has a contribution and sort of a perception of sweetness and you know, viscosity to it. Uh but uh yeah, you start that's why it's like you know, most of the people that I have their their double IPAs, I'm like, oh man, like you got the grip. It's like they're using hop extract. Yeah, I got to often yeah. time. You know, mm-hmm. right? Well, you know how uh, I'm just a massive fan of Altamont's Juice Above the Clouds. I always talk to you about that beer when I come down here because I'm always trying to pick your brain about why I like it so much. <laughs> I love those guys, dude. Those guys are so rad. It's Norby's. They're so much fun, oh, and but they're but their beer's so good, and they're they do a lot of simple beers. Like that beer is like one malt, one hop. 
Mo Diggity. Tell you right now, and, and that's uh, juice is a double, I think, maybe a triple. I think it, it's a it, yeah, it's, it's like a nine. It's like a nine and a half percent double, I think. Yeah. Mo Diggity is fast approaching my love of juice above the clouds, and yeah. I, I think juice is also a mosaic, right? It's like I think I it's one hundred percent mosaic, and it's a single malt. So I don't know why it's so good. We've talked about how I, it's like their yeast, we think too, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I don't know if it's this batch or what, but Mo Diggity is approaching my love for Juice Above the Clouds. Yeah, there's yeah. there's beauty and simplicity. You know, I think that yeah. it's even talking about you know those pilsners and lagers. It's this is sort of like the the IPA version of that. Yeah, you know? it's yeah. like don't don't try to get yeah. too cute. You don't have to. Right. Oh, well, and it, it's you know I think Mosaic was kind of a game changer before you know Citra and Mosaic and some of these really you know Southern Hemisphere hops. Some of these really dynamic hops came out. You had to layer to get any you know real complexity and some of these new hops if you get them that are you know grown on the right side of the farm mm-hmm. and picked at the right time uh you just kind of get out of their way and let them shine you know you, you just don't don't do anything that's it's like it's like winemaking right it's like you always hear winemakers say just get good grapes and don't fuck it up yep uh and i think when, with some of these modern hop varieties uh, it's it's similar it's why that's why people are pulling specialty malt out of their ipas and they're often just Either Pilsner malt based or, um, uh, you know, Turo and, and something else to lean the body, whether it be brewer crystals, brewer's crystals or, or dextrose, but kind of get out of the way and let those things shine and try to do everything you can through your dry hop procedures, uh, uh to, to, to make sure that that, that the final beer is going to, Max and I often talk about like, we're, we're looking for that true to bag character, mm. right? We want, we want the final hop character in the beer to showcase the same way it does when you open the bag. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we've messed around with our kind of dry hopping process to, to, to try to get that. A lot of, and a lot of that was getting yeast out beforehand. Um, I found the bigger tanks that I got in, the more important it became to, like, try to get as much yeast as we could out before dry hopping, but not waiting too long. I think, I think having that beer still have a little bit of kind of motion in it mm-hmm. um, is important. But you, but not having the yeast in there, so we actually do a little soft crash. Uh, you know, we'll we'll free rise at the end of fermentation, uh, maybe from sixty-seven to, you know, just above seventy or so. And sometimes it gets there, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, but you know, right when it gets below like three Play-Doh, we'll usually do a little like five degree crash on it. Um, and we went from getting, you know, maybe two or three buckets of yeast out to like you know. 12 to 13 buckets of yeast out that next day That's big. and it but there was it was still like there was still a little bit of it was still kind of working on the end and then and then you hit the dry hop and so there's a little bit of motion um and uh, but there's not all that yeast in there there's still plenty in suspension to like finish the job of of, of the you know fermentation and and we do use a uh, aldc also to uh make you know make sure we don't have diacetyl concerns um but the the that true to bag character that elusive true to bag character yeah um was you know uh it was was there once we started doing that. Do you, have any, go ahead. do you have any special hardware for adding the hop for for doing the dry hopping? Are you purging a vessel and shooting the hops in, or are they just dumping in through the top? Uh, we dump them in through the top. The only kind of special equipment is that uh, <laughs> I we we have a little. I, I always put up so we have like six inch ports on the tops of the tanks. Um, so I have a little six inch to three inch reducer, uh, and then, uh, there's a, there's a valve, like a three inch, uh, butterfly valve. 
and then a little three inch to six inch like cone. And so, you know, as soon as we open the tank, it's positive pressure. So as you know, I'll have someone down, down at the bottom, someone up at the top, uh, as soon as you kind of call to each other. And as soon as you like get that, you know, make sure the tank's blown down, obviously, (laughs) but as soon as you get that clamp off, you know, ask for CO2 that way, eh, you know, for the entire time that the tank is open, we're always blasting CO2 through the port. Uh, then we'll put that, that rig, that dry hop rig on with the, with the port or with the valve open, um, get it set there. Uh, and the reason I do that is cause I, I have not had a tank gush on me yet. Uh, and I'm, and I'm even okay saying that without knocking on wood Yeah. because that if you, as long as you use that rig, uh, if something starts to rush at you, you just shut the valve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and okay. We definitely have had beers okay. that we dry off and like, you know, they're spitting out of the blow off. That's fine. So you've used the valve. Okay. You just haven't had a gusher. Well, we well, or, like we'll always do like a small amount of hops to kind of nucleate the CO two. And I actually mm-hmm. uh, saw something recently about just blasting CO two through it to nucleate it uh, instead of like almost pre dry hop. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, because we always like we'll do we'll do five and a half pounds, uh, like half a bag first to, but like you know five and a half pounds in, close the valve. And then climb down, and sometimes that thing gets angry, man. Sometimes oh, yeah. beer comes out, you yeah, know, yeah. but it's always, you know, cl- it's coming out of the blow off tube. Sure. Um, but, you know, sometimes they get angry. And, uh, but, but after you wait 30 minutes, and you can basically just dump the rest of them in without concern at all. Yeah. And I saw someone, yeah. I forget where it was, but talking about uh, just nucleating essentially with CO2. Hmm. So leaving the valve open and just like blasting them, like, oh, that's. Not a terrible idea, because in my mind, you know, if that if it does get angry and those those hops just climb up the wall and stick the walls, uh, they're also not that, utilized. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah, you're not getting them in, you know, solution. Um, but yeah, hmm. killing it. I love it. Yeah, I love this Good beer. Stuff. Beardy. Yeah. Are you a Mo Diggity fan? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Mosaic has always been better than Citra to me. So yeah, yeah. The more mosaic there is. In the Whoa, world, I'm a world. fan. Yeah, that's yeah. what's happening. Uh, and then also just letting—I I love that you're, you're just talking about letting the hop shine, letting the ingredients shine. Um, Ghost Town recently came on the show and talked about how hop being able to select their own hops sort of changed their their world. And of course, they're like, like winning every medal on the planet <laughs> right now. Love those guys too. And so, yeah, great, great yeah. people and and their great beer. beer. Fucking um, yeah, awesome. it's amazing. It's, it's just, so good. Dude. It's so good. But the philosophies that you're I talking about, that I think, good, are the same. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait a second. I actually don't like them. Yeah. Yeah. I love them, and I hate that their beer is so good because <laughs> so good. every time we make a beer and someone likes it at the brewery, I'm like, eh, it's not Ghost Town. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah. Ghost so Town does it. not exist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll, 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 so, but hop selection to them. I, I just wanted to put a fine point on that, and, and I know not everybody gets to do that. Your mosaic tastes to me like a just a great, like you said, one field can be, one crop can mm-hmm. be this, one row can be that. Um, and I think when you're going to let the ingredients shine, oh, it yeah. has to be almost perfect. And it has yeah. to, what's your, it has to taste like the bag or true to bag. True to bag. Thank you. So what do you do with the, true to bag. What do you do with the mosaic that you open up that's kind of, eh. Well, uh, so we, we do have, uh, we, we do have contracted, you know, the same, the same lot for the whole year. Okay. So you get enough to where you can, you get to select Mm -hmm. the mosaic. Okay. We do. In fact, that was kind of one of the models that when we opened up, 
uh, you know, I had a lot of kind of hit and miss hops, yeah. you know, at the last place I was at. And I went, okay, I'm going to really just like kind of lean into the bit, the big three, uh, the Holy Trinity of, of Northern, uh, you know, Northern, uh, America, uh, grown hops, yeah. uh, Citra, Simcoe and Mosaic. And I said, I'm going to get to volumes where I can go select those. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, for, for all the one-off stuff, like I'll play the game. You'll yeah. see if we can get a couple rad boxes of this. <laughs> sure. See if we can go get a couple. In fact, every time we collab, that's kind of one of the things I, I go. Okay, what hop do you have that you love right now? That that you have that maybe I don't have. Okay. And we'll and we'll, you know I'll buy it from him and we'll work that into the beer. Uh, but it but because I think it is it is so important. I mean I, the stuff that we so we we weren't able to do selection for the first, you know year for for sure the first year. Okay. Um, and I don't know, I'm just like on spothops.com and I'm ordering yeah. these hops. I know what I want them to smell like. And I'm opening these bags like, fuck man. Yeah. This ain't yeah. it. Yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. yeah. Some uh, boxes you're like, yes. Yeah. And yeah. there's like, are you sure? Yeah. And I remember like, I think it was spothops.com and, and, uh, I, I found one I was like, oh shit, that's the shit. And I ordered like, you know, 15 more boxes of it. Just like, I'll take this shit home. <laughs> right. Um, but you know that variability um uh is it's it's tough uh and so you know and, and but i'm also you know i still i'm putting together that puzzle right now it's like the data point of i was very comfortable smelling pellet hops and knowing what they do in beer right but it's a, it's a it's an extra layer to to evaluate the the core samples mm mm-hmm. And see what that turns into in the pellets, app, like because they change. Yep, it doesn't. It's not like you yeah. smell that core sample and then it's like that's what the pellet smells like. Hmm. Um, you know, so it's connecting those dots. But it's like, even though it's like, ah, maybe I'll just try to find the pellets I like and get as much of that as I can. It's like, no, just eat the shit and figure out. <laughs> you know, put put all the pieces together. Yeah, because that out, it, eat the shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, that's my that's basically IPA, that's yeah, our liquid yeah. gravity tag. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean I, I, I'm glad you said that because I not the eat the shit part, but uh, no, I had a, I've had this really interesting conversation with a couple brewers lately. Um, one of them is my buddy Evan Price from Green Cheek, obviously like one of the greatest brewers, you know, one of the greats for sure, like one of the, and like the nicest fucking guy. God, I love that guy. Yeah, um, but it's like. I have this thing where we've gotten hop samples before and then, you know, you pick what, um, the best whole cone samples that like the, you know, the, the, the bale sample they send you or whatever. And then you get the bag and it's like the, of pelletized hops and it's different. So like we were just kind of like, kind of, um, Are they pulling a bait and switch? We were just mm-hmm. musing on the fact it's like, yeah, like there's nothing cooler than going to Yakima and like spending time up there. Mm-hmm. But I, for my preference, I like picking pellets more yeah. because then I'm just like, this is what I'm getting yeah, and I don't have to worry about that. So it's like, um, you know, I think, and I think, you know, like you were saying, like there, there's a lot to learning the connection, but like, I don't have the money to learn. So I'm like, I know I need yeah. to know that what I'm buying is great. So like, I, I actually like have, been I, like when I get pellets for selection, I'm like, ah, oh, thank God. Cause now, now I know what it is. And like, if we don't, sometimes I say like, like we, we were, we, we, we contracted for some Simcoe and they were like, Oh, do you want us to send you samples? And I'm like, 
um, how many, you know, like how many lots are there? I'm like, you know what? Just send me pellet samples from each lot. And then I just want to pick what pellets I want. I don't really care to like yeah. smell the hops before they're pelletized. Is there an advantage of, of making your selection based on the core sample versus uh, No, I don't think so. I, I think it's, it's a, like playing it's on a, hard mode. I think. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. Ab- you know, absolutely. You're like, I, I, in, you know, there's people that, that, that have been doing this a lot longer than I have that are way better at it. But in my opinion, it's like, sometimes you might smell the greatest core sample in the world. But then what that translate after it goes through the pellet dye might not be the same. Totally. You know, so that's why I, my, again, my preference is sort of picking pellets because then I'm like, I, it's easier for me to smell a pellet, a bag of pellets, and then know what that's going to come through like in finished beer. It, but is 100%. the advantage getting to contract it first? Like it, yes. you're kind of cutting the line if yes. you're willing to make the commitment I, yeah. based on the core sample. Yeah, I think so. It's, you know, if, if you're going to, if you're going to, you know, pick from pellets, you're going to pick after everybody's picked core samples. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, okay. But oh. because those core samples change so much. Sure. That, uh, yeah, I guess that's what I'm getting you at. Know, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I guess to me it was like, okay, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna see it. And I'm lucky that we had uh Scotty from Balter actually was, uh, was there with us the, the, the second time the first time we did it, that was group selection. And uh, I was, fortunate to be in a in a really good uh group it was like uh, ian from rip uh who mm-hmm. i think actually just left i think so um, yeah. was kelsey from north park who's mm-hmm. another you know fantastic mm-hmm. brewer um uh eric at uh kern river mm-hmm. i mean there was some yeah you know, like when eric when 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 some great brewers when, when yeah. kern yeah. river you know agrees with your citrus selection <laughs> you're, in you're good, good yeah you know they name beers after it and yeah so that that was <laughs> it was really helpful to have you know uh kind of get that consensus you know early on or, 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 or on my first one um and then when we went and did it on our own it was like okay like i just in my head i'm like just you know you may you may find that this didn't turn out exactly the way you wanted it into pellet and then you know but or maybe it does but whatever it is i just i guess to me i just want i wanted to i wanted to see that data point right yeah. i just wanted to understand it yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. although i i'm a hundred percent with max though it's like if you said you got to make one beer right for for all eternity or whatever the biggest you know moment of your life <laughs> yeah. or whatever yeah right and you and you and you have to pick a core sample or the pellet. I'm picking the pellet. The pellet, yeah. Every time, sure. Yeah, every time, because there's less variability, right? Mm-hmm. You're total. But knowing that, well, what if there's only ten pellet? You know, ten versions of the pellet available. There's maybe a hundred cores. So yeah, I don't know. That, that's, that's, a, that, right. that's the thing. Yeah, right? That's yeah. why I like Beardy's line of questioning. Like, well, so what's the advantage? Because I agree. I, like, I was, when I was listening to you talk about cores and you talk about pellets, I'm like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck a core is going to turn into. I have a hard time even, you know, tying just, your shoes. Yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's how much do you like to gamble? I don't like to gamble a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but there's if, so much blanding going on I, during totally. pelletizing, uh, sure. it, intentional or not. That like, you know, it's like that little core. Yeah. You might pick a core and you're like, oh, I want this, you know, these lots. Yeah. And then you might hate the lot that got pelleted right before those. Sure. Right. And inevitably there's some blending. So are you getting stuff on the front end of that or are you getting the back end where it's more true to character? So Mm -hmm. there's just a lot to it. I mean, it's, it's, 
you know, making beer is an art. Like picking hops is really an art. Yeah. 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 I guess. And to me, that part was interesting enough to like, let's see what it's all about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I have no comp. Like I have no confidence in my Dude, I- pick. <laughs> But don't you? Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree. with I that. mean, just as you've gotten better, so you've only you've only gotten to go to selection We've a couple times. Three, couple, okay, yeah. three. You get better at it every year, don't you? So isn't yeah, it just you, like well, you learn something? Like you, you, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you start to learn uh, that part of your own sensory and sensory, um, and that hops are like this in this form, and they're going to be like this later. So, in other words, you'll gain more confidence about how they'll end up in pellets, maybe. Yeah, I th- I think so. Uh, you hope it, so. Yeah, one of the things that I kind of <laughs> right. well, one of the, the things goal. yeah one of the things that I that I do that I've noticed now kind of twice is that uh, something about the pelletization process I think um, volatilizes some of the like sulfur compounds mm-hmm. and some hops that like don't have any are very very low like. OG onion garlic kind of hop sulfur um, will show uh, sometimes after pelletization. Mm. Uh, but even that, some like the first the first time we went and actually did selection after the group it was like I I remember getting like almost no uh, you know no OG character, and then they they came fresh off the pelletizer. I was like what the what the fuck is this? And we had our uh, our rep come into town, and I was telling them like hey like this. Is, this ain't what I picked. Yeah. And, um, and they showed up and I went and got a bag and this was like probably, probably two months after, uh, kind of smelling them and making that decision. That's why I thought about them. And then I opened the bag. I was like, huh, well, that's not nearly as strong as it was. Like, you know, right when those first like yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. lots mm-hmm. came off too. And so it's like, it's like, you don't even really understand the full picture. Like until the end of the year, even. Crazy. Yeah. Because there's not- like bad there's like bag shock too, like, yeah. like similar to like bottle okay. shock. It's sure. like wow, that's super, a thing. Yeah. Yeah, like I we we get great hops from Hollingberry hops. And we we did mosaic and citrus selection. And then like I just remember being like so excited to use them. And <laughs> we like he's like they showed up, we used them that day, like minutes later. And it's not like the beer was bad, it was just not I was like, whoa, well, that's, that's not, not what, I, what I thought. Yeah. And then it, it, I don't know if it was just like my internal palate needed to do it, you know, my, my aromatic palate needed to just like adjust. But now I love what we picked. But like there was a second where I was like, and you know, it's like, you know, Brendan will speak to this too. It's like, it's a lot of money. Like, yeah, you're on, it's, you know, it's like hundreds right. of thousands of dollars you're on the hook for. And to go like, I just spent a hundred grand on mosaic and I don't love this. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. Is a terrifying feeling for me at least. Yeah. I had that experience with the start of this tour. I invited Beardy and then he, (laughs) well, but the difference is you're still regretting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he arrived. (laughs) So it does come around though. Max, is that what you're saying? Okay. There's a little bit of RV shock. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, it is, it's day one. Would you say the sulfur character though? Oh, it's true to character. It is what I guess I thought I was getting into, but I had like a, what is it called? But you have like rose-colored glasses. I have uh, yeah. fond memories of Beardy yeah. that I did. Uh, yeah. stupid. I was. I, I smelled the RV. It, it smelled true to back. <laughs> <laughs> the sul- the sulfur will, bur- will burn off as you, as, you, as it ages. Okay, good, good, great. Well, we have a long trip ahead of us. So yeah, it should get. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're <gentlemen>. welcome, <laughs> uh, Brennan. Thank you for hosting us at Liquid Gravity. I appreciate you so much all the time. Uh, Mo Diggity, I hope you're going to send me away with some. 
because it's fantastic. <laughs> I could check in the cooler. I really just came here for that. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> well, like I said, almost any time you want to come by. Almost yeah. any time. <laughs> hey, hey, could I get some beer to go? Yeah. <laughs> some beer to go. Beer to go. Beer to go. Max Montgomery from There Does Not Exist. You can go to theredoesnotexist.com and check it out. Or can you? Um, can you see it? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually terribly yeah. updated. It's like, like our update does not exist either. Yeah. Huh. It probably still says cut opening soon. <laughs> Your oh, landing page should be 404 error. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, go check them out there and uh, and here or there or wherever uh, you can find Anywhere. it. Uh, all I know is that we have it at the Hop Grenade often. I can yep. give you that. So uh, yeah. I can vouch for that. And you can always check our website, hopgrenade.com. And find um, there does not exist there. Um, and all up and down. Are you just in California right now? Yeah. Yeah. Just California. Like Sacramento to San Diego, I think you said, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's not, you know, it's not much. Uh, we we oh, yeah. do. We're a small brewery. So we, we do about 3,500 barrels right now. I heard they have a tap handle at, at every Chili's location. <laughs> I, really <laughs> I would love that. Drinking good yeah. in the and, neighborhood. And to yeah. counter, you should have one at every Applebee's. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> you would you love it. Me? I would love yeah. it. Dude, I would, I'd, I'd go, go back to Chili's. Chili's. I'd go yeah. back to Chili's. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, I could die a happy man. <laughs> Someday. Uh... Well, thank you guys for your time. I promised you a 90-minute show, and I lied. Uh, but I think our listeners are going to love it, especially uh, the end there. We got the drunk, It used to be Drunk of the Week. Now it's like Information of the Week. So uh, that was great. I'm sure everyone will love it. Uh, hang out with us over the next few weeks. Beardy and I um, uh, are going to go uh, all the way down to San Diego. We're recording a bunch of shows. We're going to try. Uh, we're going to try hard uh, to record a That's bunch of counts. shows yeah. and, and release them over the next several weeks, even though we're doing it in just about uh, one week's time. Uh, we're going to uh, a bunch of good places. Uh, thanks to our sponsors. Uh, Beersmith uh, was mentioned today. Go to Beersmith.com. Get your free trial. Uh, wonderful brewing software that most of the pro brewers you've heard on my show uh, either still use or at least started using Beersmith. Oh, I, by the way, I know I shit on it for the... And it's not Beersmith. It's you know, the, you're it's just the, the IBU calculator. The, yeah, the, yeah. I still use Beersmith. You're still Beersmith? Yeah, yeah. For, for all the grain stuff. Yeah, Heck yeah. Uh, go to Beersmith.com. Get your free 21-day uh, trial. Thanks to our sponsor, More Beer. Uh, this show and every session that we do, whether we're at home or on the road, they're our favorite people in the world. They'll be hanging out with us in San Diego. Oh, uh, great. Yeah, as always. Um, and all of our wonderful sponsors and you listeners who donate. Thank you for that. We'll see you next time on the session on the road, Beardy's Summer Tour. That's what I'm calling Oh, It's Beardy's <laughs> Summer Tour. The last tour he gets, I think. Again. Yeah, again. <laughs> Beardy's, Beardy's last stand. Oh, at least I'm still standing for now. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Take care of yourselves and your beard.